Hey, hey, welcome back to Mamas Have Special Needs 2. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston, and this is episode 120, Finding Relief When Feeling Overwhelmed by Your Emotions. Welcome to the Mamas Have Special Needs 2 podcast, where we are learning to thrive in and enjoy our lives again. I'm your host, Ashley Johnston. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm going to share with you a portion of a pay it forward talk that I gave at the Life Coach University. So I've cut out the main messages and put them here for you on the podcast because I thought that that would be amazing to share. So you'll find down in the show notes the link to the full video if you want to see the charts or see the things that I've drawn um, or listen in to the Q&A. That link will be down below to the YouTube video of it. Um, Other than that, I hope that you find this very helpful when it comes to understanding what to do when you feel overwhelmed because you're feeling so many things. Enjoy. So today I want to share with you some concepts about finding emotional relief. Now, how this came about is about five, wait, how old is my daughter? My daughter is seven. So I want to say seven, six. She was about 18 months old. So about five years ago, I was starting this journey when my daughter was diagnosed with failure to thrive. We didn't know what was going on. We didn't know why she was failing to thrive. And so as I continued to go to doctor's appointments and try to figure out what was wrong and then try to implement what the doctors gave me, I started to feel many, many things like overwhelm, worry for my daughter, exhaustion from going to the doctor's appointments and overwhelm. Did I say overwhelm already? But tons of overwhelm and not just overwhelm from what there was to do, but overwhelm from how I was feeling. I was scared. I was worried. I was not sure what to do. And I was feeling lost, which I realized later was grief. So I was grieving all while I was trying to continue doing the things my daughter needed to do without having space or time to really process what was happening. And even if I did have the time, I didn't know how to process how I was feeling. And so all of it was building up. I want you to imagine a dam and the water is coming in and normally a good dam would be able to hold it and release the water in a safe way. But in this case, when the emotions are building and building and building, it it becomes too much and the dam breaks, the water overflows, and it can destroy a lot of things. And in this case, when we don't feel our emotions or when we are feeling overwhelmed by our internal emotional life, it can really kind of wreck us. Okay, if you've been there before, you'll know what I mean. And so what I learned is that if I, instead of avoiding those emotions, can learn to feel them, then I can find emotional relief. But we need to understand how emotions work before we can go to finding emotional relief. So if you're a parent coming here today or listening to this on replay, this is for you. And I want you to know that the pain that you're in is not forever, and it is something that you can find relief 
from. Okay, so you'll notice up here I have my little people. Okay, these are my people. This is how we're. Um, this is going to show you how emotions work. So let me get my little. What do I have? Green up there. I'm going to get red. Hopefully you can see red. So emotions. I'm going to compare to a system in our body. We have a system in our body called the digestive system, right? We eat food, the food goes into our bodies, we process it, and then we release the waste or the toxins that we don't need. Okay, but if we have anything that goes wrong in the process, right? We're not digesting our food properly, we're not eliminating properly, then we can experience constipation, which is painful. So we can experience pain right here in our bodies when we're not processing it properly. Emotions work very similarly. They come, we start to feel something. In this case, it might be pain, discomfort, worry. When we don't process it or we don't know how, they can get stuck in our gut in our heart, in our throat. If you've ever felt those different locations, when you feel something, it might come up and you feel it here. Or perhaps something devastating happens and you feel your gut drop. Or maybe something um, painful happens and you feel your heart. It just, you know, feel that pain. So in all these locations, we can feel these emotions. Now, if that emotion surfaces and we don't process it, it can also get stuck or it can constipate us emotionally and it doesn't go away. And this is what fills up our body emotionally and it becomes overwhelming. Our emotions become overwhelming. I remember probably a year or two into the journey with my daughter and learning about her medical needs um, and developmental delays, that there was a point where I decided I am just going to be apathetic because I cannot handle feeling this way all day, every day. And that's what it had gotten to. I was feeling depressed. I was feeling defeated. I was feeling this is going to be the rest of my life. Also, I don't know what to do. Also, I'm a horrible mother. And you think that and feel that all day and you just want it to go away. And so I decided I'm going to become apathetic. I'm not going to feel anything at all. And um, there is some relief that comes with that. But it's a stale kind of relief. It's not living, right? And that's when I decided I need to figure out how to, to feel and to not drown in what I'm feeling. So anyway, so this is how our emotions work. So then the question is, what is the process of getting all of this unstuck, right? Just like we would with our bodies, we're going to either change our diet, go see a doctor, get some medication, whatever it is, to, to start um, processing the food that's in our bodies. And here's an important thing, right? What I said with the apathy, um, we when we are constipated, we don't just stop eating. It doesn't solve the problem. Just like stop feeling will not solve your emotional problems. So what we need to do is understand what do 
do we need to do to process emotions? What is it not? And what is it? So let's start with the knots. What is what is processing emotions not? And there's three main things that we like to do with our emotions that we think is feeling or processing an emotion, but it's not. And I'll tell you why with each one. So the first one up here is resisting. Resisting an emotion is like being at a standstill with it. If you're in a room and let's pretend the emotion like anger or sadness is an actual person and they're trying to come in, resisting that is you holding the door closed. You're not inviting them in. You don't want to feel them. You don't want to talk to them. You don't really want to have anything to do with them, but they're there. And so it's a bit, you're just resisting it. And what happens is you end up feeling the anger or feeling the frustration or sadness, but you feel it chronically because it stays there. It's just a bit of a standstill. Okay. That is resisting an emotion. Reacting to an emotion is when we act it out. So when you're angry, you might yell. When you're sad, you might cry. When you're frustrated, you might, I mean, like me, I overclean or I overwork or overperform in anything because I'm frustrated or I try to get my kids to do what I want them to do. That doesn't work very well, by the way. <laughs> so reacting is another thing that we do with our emotions. And sometimes we think that this is what I'm feeling angry, so I'm yelling. And this is what you do when you yell. This is me feeling angry. But the reason why it's not processing anger is because you still usually feel angry afterwards, or you switch to another emotion, which is like, I feel powerful because I'm yelling or I feel angry, but it doesn't necessarily fix the issue. All right. The third thing is buffering and buffering is when the emotion comes, we start to feel it and it's uncomfortable. So for example, when um, I would feel defeated and I feel defeated, that's uncomfortable. So what I would try to do is outwork it. Right, A buffer is when the emotion comes and you decide to do something to numb that emotion. And a lot of times we do it with eating, we do it with drinking, we do it with overworking. That's what I did. I would try to compensate for feeling defeated as a mother by trying to be a super mother, right? So doing extra research, staying up extra late, trying to be extra organized, trying to be extra impressive to other people so that they would tell me that I was a good mother. Like this was me trying to avoid feeling defeated, right? But that didn't necessarily solve anything because it was cyclical, right? Keep going and keep going because you have to keep running away. You have to keep buffering it because feelings buried alive never die. They don't just go away because we ignore them or out try to outrun them or anything like that. Okay. All right. So this are, this is not processing your emotions. Now, if you have questions, you can also put it in the Q and A and I can get there afterwards since I now know how to get there. Okay. So then what is processing an emotion? Processing an emotion, are, there's really three main things that you want to try to do if you want to process an emotion. And that is to allow it. So if resisting is holding that door closed, allowing is opening that door and welcoming that emotion in to your body. It's already there, but this time you're going to 
allow it, and you're going to just notice it. So for me, if defeated was one of the main feelings I was feeling as a mother, it was allowing that emotion to come into my body and to just feel it. Because here's something that we want, that you need to realize when it comes to emotions, which is it's simply a vibration in your body. It cannot harm you, right? That doesn't mean it doesn't feel painful, but it cannot harm you. So by allowing an emotion, what you're doing is you're going, I am going to allow this vibration to just be in me. So for me, feeling defeated was heavy in my chest. Okay, I'm going to go a little bit more into that on the next page. The next thing is being present, right? So just like if you were to invite a guest into your home, you wouldn't want to invite them into your home, have them sit on the couch and then go away into the next room down the hall and never talk with them, right? So if you're going to invite the emotion in and allow it, what you want to do is you want to sit there with it, sit across from it and just notice it, be present with it. And with particularly painful emotions, what can be helpful is saying this is, and then identify it, this is defeat. This is overwhelm. This is sadness. And you just be with it. Okay. And then the last one is to describe it. So this comes with noticing it. You want to almost personify the emotion. If if defeat was a person, what would they look like? And maybe not even a person, but what is their color? What's defeat's color? It's shape. It's size. Is it moving? So for me, it was it was in the chest. It was dark. It was gray. It was heavy. It was solid. Okay. So this, these here are the two differences. When we start to feel something, these are kind of the two pathways we can take to not process it or to process it. Not processing it will lead to chronic emotional fatigue, right? And coming here and processing it can bring relief, but it can be scary for some people. That's why we don't do it. That's why we do this. It can feel scary and it can feel vulnerable. So you do need to be willing to get a little uncomfortable to be able to process this. Now, there's not one right way. Right? I gave some principles and guidelines. There's not one right way to feel an emotion, but the idea is if you don't, it will constipate you. So you're going to want to, okay? So here's how I, these are things that I have done personally that have been effective for me when it comes to feeling an emotion. Be open physically. So this means like I might lay on my bed, I might open my hands, I'll open my heart, I might have my hands up. Anything that will physically help you to feel open. Because sometimes if we're closed, it's hard to mentally get to the space where we can allow that emotion. So use your body. It's a great tool to access your emotions. So open up physically. Another way that you can process you is going internal, which for me is closing my eyes and trying to imagine the shape, the color, and where it is in my body. So go internal. Um, be present with the vibration, which we already talked about, sit across from it and just feel it, right? You're going to feel it somewhere in your chest, in your gut. Music helps me. So if I know I'm feeling defeated, I'm scared to go there. I might get a song 
to help stimulate my brain to loosen that up a little bit so that I can just allow the emotion to come, right? It kind of breaks up the discomfort of feeling an emotion. So you can find music that helps you cry, helps you laugh, helps you feel angry, those kinds of things to get there so then you can be with the emotion. Um, Drawing is actually really great. I just did this the other day when I was preparing this class, which is I was feeling content. And so I decided I'm going to draw a picture of content. So I got a pen, I got a paper, and you could even use colors, but just kind of draw what it looks like. So mine looked like, like an electric ball and the contentment was like this blue green energy inside of this ball that was kind of just pulsing. And it just felt really good. Like that was contentment for me. And I felt it right here in my chest. Helps you get to know it. So that's another great way to process it. Think in pictures. This is another thing is when you're adding, if you can't draw, essentially you could draw in your mind. You could think in a picture. What does it look like? Deep breaths. Always a good thing, especially with your uncomfortable emotions, but even when you're feeling joy or happiness or just a spark of of goodness, breathe it in, like from the gut. Breathe it in, okay? Um, Let's see. Talking with your emotions is another thing that I really like to do. Now, this is a lot in one thing. That's why this is being recorded so you can go back and see it. So I'm just kind of boom, boom, boom giving you the tools so you can try it out on your own and figure out what vibes with you. Um, So talk with the emotion. So if you're sitting down across from it, and let's say for me, defeated kept showing up. And so I decided I was going to ask it, why are you here, defeated? What what do you want to tell me? Why do you keep showing up? And what it said was, you're not a good mother. That's why I'm here. I'm here to keep telling you that all the things you're trying to do to help your daughter and they keep failing means that you're not a good mother. Now, that's not what it really means in real life, right? But what I understood it to mean in that moment, it was coming to communicate to me a story about myself that I believed. The story wasn't true, but I believed it was true. That was the meaning that I assigned to defeat. So whenever I felt defeated, the meaning I assigned to it was, it must mean that I'm not a good mother because I wouldn't be feeling defeated if I was a good mother, but I must be a bad mom because I'm failing to help my daughter. Now, so that was super insightful to me, gave me a lot of good information that I could then go and uh, do more thought work with. So have a conversation and with sadness or other emotions, it might be something very different. Like it's just painful. This is hurt. This shouldn't be happening. Something like that, but it will help you see the story in your head associated with that feeling. So talk to your emotions. Um, Okay. Following intuitive hits. This one is really cool because, um, I think it's how one way that your emotions can speak to you at first. So instead of asking your emotion for something, you might wonder or you might feel um, that you need to do something physically. So, for example, there was a time when I was feeling uh, very sad. And so I was laying on my bed, I was processing this emotion, and I just felt like I needed to rub my shoulders. I just felt like I needed 
to give myself a hug. And then I felt like I needed to say something. None of this made sense. And it doesn't because our emotions are not logical. It's part of our primitive base brain back here is where we process our our deep emotions. And so it didn't make any sense, but I did it anyway. And I felt the emotion move in my body. I felt it move somewhere. And I was able to find relief because whatever it was, I needed to say that thing. I needed to rub my, hug myself rub my shoulders. Um, And so when you have intuitive hits like that, follow them when it comes to your emotions, because it could be what you need to do in order to release that emotion, to to let it be or to let it go. Um, You might have noticed by now that feeling an emotion is more of a, I would say, a spiritual kind of practice something that um, is internal and very unique to you and personal. So if you're looking at it that way, then it should hopefully be a little easier to access because there's not like, this is the way you should do it. We have some guiding principles. These are ideas for you. Okay. Redirect for very painful emotions. So for example, when I feel shame, I just want to avoid, avoid, avoid. Like I keep getting distracted But what you need to do is bring your brain back. And the way you can redirect your brain is by just saying, this is shame. This is shame as you're feeling it, or this is pain, or this is grief. Those tend to be some of the bigger ones. So just redirect when you you notice your mind wants to go away. Um, Physically locate the vibration is another great way to process emotions. Is it in your chest, your throat, your gut? Those are some of the main places. I had a client once where it's, she was um, feeling, uh, what was the emotion? I think it was um, resistance in her chest. And then it moved down to her hands and she realized she was holding on to something and didn't want to let go at all. And so she, but she was feeling the emotion of resistance in her hands. It was so cool. Anyway, so where might it be in your body and is it moving? Um, Yes. And the last one is check in for movements. As you're doing some of these things, you might notice that the emotion moves. You might not, or you might notice that what was once really um, resistant will release. Now, if you do these things and it doesn't work the first time, you don't feel super relieved. Remember that processing an emotion is a skill. So you practice. Okay. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not doing it wrong. You're learning a new skill on how to be present, vulnerable, maybe even a little uncomfortable with yourself. When I first started, I was in my room by myself with my door locked and nobody was home. That's how I started because it felt, it felt kind of scary, but remember it's just a vibration. Okay. And you're, you're going to be okay. It can't harm you. So here's the last thing that I want that I really kind of thought about. um, I guess that I wish I understood about emotions, which was emotional relief comes from knowing that you can feel any emotion without it controlling your life. I did not realize that I could feel something and not have it be in charge of my life. Like I could feel defeated and I could still get up and know that I'm a good mother 
and just hold on to defeated, process it, let it be there, and then let it go. The emotions will come. And that emotional relief is not about stopping the emotion from ever coming again, right? It's from knowing that you have the skill set to feel anything. And this is where the relief comes from. We're designed to feel everything. So we're never going to not feel the big spectrum of emotions, but we can increase our ability to feel without it um, debilitating our life or stopping us from taking action. All right. Again, thank you for being here. If you want to see the charts or hear the Q&A, click below on the link to the Pay It Forward talk that I gave. And until next time, take care. Hey, mamas, listen, you can create the life and relationships you want as a mother raising children with special needs. And I can show you how. We can hop on a free Zoom call and talk about what you need, what you want, and what I have to offer. No pressure, and it'll be super fun to chat and connect. So send me a message on my Instagram, Mamas Have Special Needs 2. The link's below, and let's hop on a call.